The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the code SGPN for 50% off of two pairs or more of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 in cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Drivers, start your... Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Coming to you on a Friday, depending on when you're listening to this. It could be Saturday, it could be Sunday morning, I don't care. But we're coming to you on Friday. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. You have DFS lineups to set up. We are here to help you do exactly that with our NOCO 400 DFS picks for the Martinsville uh, Speedway. In Martinsville, Ridgeway, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's, it says Ridgeway officially, but we know it's Martinsville. Yeah. Technically, it's Ridgeway. It's basically Martinsville. Same difference. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, yeah, definitely a another short track race here. This one without the dirt. We've talked about it in the betting show. If you haven't already, go back, listen to the betting show. Again, a lot of what we talk about here translates there and vice versa. So if you want a little more insight on some of these drivers, that we're picking, uh, and we go a little more in detail as far as the betting aspect of it goes. Might want to go check that out, but this is the DFS episode, and we're here to help you win your tournament. Let's do it. I'm ready. Boy, he's already ready. I'm ready um, to go right now. Let's go. I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to win some DFS money this week. Uh, Crystal Dirt was not super kind to me. I'm ready to leave that one in the rearview mirror and uh, and head to greener pastures on, on a more quote-unquote regular track. Yeah, I mean, for sure. This is going to be one of those those instances where we're going to try to wash the taste out of our mouth as far as uh, what happened last week. Uh, but before we do actually get kicked off, there is actually a piece of big news. If you did not get a chance to listen to the Xfinity episode, uh, we did break a little bit of news because it did happen uh, on Wednesday. So if you're kind of out of the loop, there's a, a driver that's making an appearance again that we haven't seen in a while, Cody. And, and it's music to your ears, I know. It is. I, you can't really see it too well, but I am wearing my Chase Elliott shirt. I'm a big Chase Elliott fan. He is going to be back in the number nine car this week. Um, so he's been added to, you know, the we talked about uh, from a betting aspect, one of the favorites in this race, plus 700. Um, and then when it comes to DFS, he's only 9,300, which is actually probably the cheapest you've ever seen him in a long time, probably the cheapest you'll ever see him. So he'll be worth some consideration when it comes to DFS. Um, I should probably look at your DFS guys because I don't know which ones you've played, but uh, it doesn't look like either of us are playing him as, as our official guys to keep an eye on. But 
Uh, I mean, again, it, he did break his left tibia. He's going to be breaking a lot. Boy, that's not <laughs> breaking a lot with his broken tibia uh, on the left side there uh, at Martinsville, obviously, is, is heavy, heavy on the breaking. We'll see. I don't think that they would put him in this car um, unless they were confident that, that he was going to be okay to run the race. I've not seen. We're recording this episode a little bit early. Spoiler alert, it's not actually Friday yet, but uh, but I haven't seen anything about a relief driver or anyone on standby. I would imagine Josh Berry will probably stick around after the Xfinity Series race in case he needs to finish it, which for DFS purposes, you would get Barry's results. It wouldn't change anything. So, But I expect him to run the full race. We'll see where he's at. I mean, he's been very good on this track in the past. Uh, led a ton of laps to start the race last spring for this race. Hendrick is all the top of the board guys. William Byron and Kyle Larson are the two most expensive guys. They're the two favorites in this race. Uh, and so you expect a good day from him. But it's going to be interesting to see. I, I will play some of him because how can I not, right? Especially at this cheap of a price. Uh, but he's going to be popular because people are going to see he's back. They're going to see he's cheap. Chase Elliott gets that, that you know, Los Angeles Lakers, Dallas Cowboys bump of he's the favorite. And so people want to get in on him uh, and all of that. So I wouldn't go heavy. I wouldn't go crazy. I don't know if I'm going to trust him in cash. We'll see. I mean, if he comes out and practice, we're supposed to get a little bit of practice. It's only a 20 minute session, but they likely could get 35, 40 laps in as long as we get that in. Uh, and then qualifying, if he ends up having a stellar run and he's up front, maybe you do have to look at playing him more. So obviously keep an eye on that. Uh, join us in the Discord as well. We'll continue the conversation over there. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to see him back. I was very surprised it was this week because of the heavy braking that they're doing with that left leg. Um, but after his simulator time, I guess they've determined that he's good to go and uh, and everything will hold up well, hopefully, and uh, we'll see a good run out of him. Hopefully, and hopefully the weather stays away. Cody, you were the one that rained on my parade and told me that weather might be an issue in Martinsville uh, this weekend, and I'm hoping that it definitely stays away. I've got clouds on Saturday, clouds on Sunday, but I do not see that telltale little raindrop coming from the clouds. So hopefully on Friday it's going to thunderstorm. <laughs> What's that? I said check back in five minutes and it'll probably be different. Yeah, but. check back in five minutes. But we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that weather because, uh, again, it, it probably won't affect the, the Sunday race, but it definitely will um, affect the, the cup race overall um, as far as practice and all that other good stuff. So keep an eye on the weather. Speaking of weather, there's some sun probably peeking through the clouds before that. So everybody out there in the Martinsville area, you might want to be looking into some Shady Rays sunglasses. Plus, you got a good uh, new gear that's going to get built to last. Friends over at Shady Rays got you covered from the sun to the slopes with po premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company. It offers world-class products. It's just as good as any of the expensive pairs that we've ever worn in our lives, probably yours as well. They got durable frames and extremely clear optics for all your outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair that you put on your face of Shady Rays glasses are backed by lost and broken replacement. That means that if you lose it, if you break it, doesn't matter how, they won't ask you, they won't even care. They will just send you a brand new pair without ever wondering 
what happened to that old pair? Even if it was seconds after you got it, doesn't matter when it is. If you lose them, if you break them, you'll get another pair back. So wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they got your back long after you purchase those glasses. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good as well because to date they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america if you don't love them that's fine exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within the first 30 days absolutely no risk when you shop with shady rays they always got your back so exclusively for you our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the year go to shadyrays.com use the code sgpn forget this 50 percent off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses so go try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people make sure to go check out our nba playoff survivor challenge it's completely free to enter and the winner gets 250 dollars in cash and a 100 sgpn gift card it's exclusively on the sgpn app all right cody so like i said this is of course the martinsville speedway uh, it is 500, la- 400 laps rather. 500 was the old distance. We're now down to 400 uh, laps around this 0.526 mile track for 210 miles. But I'm telling you right now, whether it's 500 miles, whether it's 400 miles, the capability of somebody to lead a ton of laps on this track is there. Last year, Denny Hamlin, we'll get into this, led 203 laps uh, of this race. Christopher Bell led 150. Uh, Kyle Larson led 68. I mean, that's that's a lot of massive laps to be led. So, of course, as we're taking this into account, we're talking about laps led. We're talking about fast laps as well to go along with them. William Byron in the spring led 212 laps of this race. Chase Elliott led 185. There's a theme here, Cody, and that is grab the guy that's going to get up front and lead lots of laps, right? Yeah, I mean, when you come to a track like this where it is so small and they turn the laps so fast, 400 laps, that allows for a lot of laps led. That allows for a lot of fastest laps. If you don't have the one or two guys who lead the majority of the laps, what we've seen lately, it's been two guys have dominated uh, a majority of the laps led and the fastest laps. You're going to have to have at least one of those guys to have a decent day and two of them if if you want to have a good day. So that is going to be key. Uh, again, you've got to keep an eye on practice. You've got to keep an eye on qualifying. Whoever starts on the pole is going to have that, or, or the front row is going to have that advantage of potentially getting out there and leading early. Um, and again, it just you have to balance it, right? Because it, it doesn't always work out that way. But you've got to get the guys that lead a ton of laps. You've got to get the guys that have the fastest laps. Uh, those are going to be the most important things you have this weekend at Martinsville. And, you know, as we saw, even in the beginning of this season, it doesn't feel like we've had a lot of people that have led a ton, a ton of laps. And even when we thought we saw it, um, the, the lap led haven't necessarily been there. But of course, obviously, we've only been to one short track, and that was Bristol Dirt. Uh, but we actually did see uh, quite a, a lot of movement, but we did see a lot of laps led on that, and that was on dirt. So I'm wondering if the short track package... Like you said, we may see the wet weather package depending on whether or not we get anything. I, I highly doubt we will the, at this point, but uh, that may play yeah. a factor into it. Again, keep an eye on the weather because if it does come into play, the, then maybe you do favor more road course guys like 
you know, maybe that's where Tyler Reddick comes into play. We, we, we talked about not being very big on him as far as, as the race here, but maybe it comes into play if it does come into weather. A.J. Allmendinger, Kyle Larson, even a Chase Elliott could all benefit from potential wet weather. So doesn't look like it at this point, but things change. We know how that goes. So keep an eye on it. And again, they won't race in the rain, but they will race on the wet um, if it comes to that. So something to keep an eye on. I, I, I don't think we're going to factor that in too much today. But um, yeah, again, it's it's another another thing that you have to keep an eye on it if you want to cash in your DFS, you, you've got to watch all of these things as the weekend unfolds. Yeah, and pretty much overall roster construction for especially this track in general is it's not it's not a bad idea to get multiple entries into this. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that like to throw one bullet out there and and try to to win a gigantic tournament, and that's that's the way they play, and that's fine. I get it. I, I'm one of those guys too. I sometimes I don't necessarily want to throw a whole lot down on on a DFS day. So I'll just pick one lineup that I like and hope to God that it cashes. But uh, in a situation like this, it's it's okay to, to kind of mess around with some of these top guys and, and maybe fit one or two if you can. And then obviously we always give you salary relief so you can pick some of those bottom guys as well. But, you know, by and large, again, the name of the game is is who do you think is going to be that person that leads 150 or 200 laps in this race? Because if you do not get that person, and you have one lineup or two lineups, and neither one of them have either one of those people, you're you're battling for trying to get your money back at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, again, there's not a, a surefire, this should be the guy that does it. I mean, you look at the top of this board, right? William Byron, like we know what he's done this season. We saw him do it last year in this race. He led a ton of laps. Kyle Larson, anywhere that's not a super speedway, he's always a threat to do anything. Christopher Bell's come off of a win. He's a very good short flat track guy. Martin Truex Jr., maybe that's the one guy you avoid just because, but we, we've seen it, right? He, he can put together some races. Uh, he's had some decent finishes lately. He showed out at the Clash, which is arguably one of the more comparable tracks to this as far as short and flat. It's shorter, and they're both very flat, but you know, uh, Denny Hamlin, he's a guy we're going to talk about. Joey Logano, he shows up sometimes. He doesn't show up other times. Kyle Busch, he's a guy I'm big on, could show up. Ryan Blaney, again, could maybe lead a lot of laps before things go wrong. Chase Elliott, uh, I mean, Ross Chastain. Like, there is a lot of guys that that could be those dominator guys. So, so you've got to figure out your builds. And, and again, everybody has their own ways of playing, and whatever way you want to play is good. We're going to highlight the guys, obviously, that, that we're keeping – the biggest eye on going into the weekend based on what we expect from them, what their price is, all of the above. Um, and yeah. And of course, make sure to stick around in the discord as well as things progress, because obviously we talk a lot about place differential on, on these tracks as well, but we don't know where they're starting. And, and a track like this, especially if a, a person has a, a very poor qualifying showing, it's not necessarily all that hard to see them climb up through the ranks so maybe there's a good driver that we see on here that uh, qualifies poorly and we can get you caught back up because you know again along with these dominator points the place differential points especially for fast cars that get caught up in in bad qualifying efforts um you know we can definitely see uh, improvement especially with probably the the number of of cautions and stuff that we get in short tracks i mean this season we've seen a lot of short tempers 
uh, for sure. <laughs> now, listen. That's, that's no joke. I will say that there, there was only four cautions in this race uh, last, or not this race, rather, but yeah, this race last season in the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 400. Four cautions only for 36 laps, and two of those were stage cautions. So, um, again, but the margin of victory was 0.303 seconds, uh, five lead changes in this. So, even though there weren't a lot of cautions, it was still pretty much packed up. And, and while there was a lot of laps led, there was still a lot of close, close racing. Yeah, and I think that uh, we talked about this on the, the betting episode too, but the first race was kind of more of follow the leader type of stuff. Uh, it wasn't as competitive. And then as they figured out the short track stuff with the new car later in the season, we saw the later on Martinsville race. I mean, really, the, the spring race, there was two cars. Like Elliott had it early, and then Byron had it the rest of the race, and that was pretty much it. There was a few lead changes in there technically, but nothing of note. In the fall, we did have four different guys that led at least 50 laps or more. So things were more spread out. It was easier to pass. I will say I'm in a way place differential a little less this week just because I think that obviously it's the dominator stuff at the top is where you're getting most of it. But finishing position, uh, I think, is going to be important as well. So you want to get guys that are going to get those good, solid finishes. Even if a guy like Kevin Harvick starts in the top 10, I know he's going to finish in the top 10. And so I think that there is value and stuff like that. Uh, again, neither of us have Kevin Harvick on our sheet this week, but play Kevin Harvick. That is your free square of every week, except for the one random week where he was priced up at Richmond. And we told you to stay away and it didn't work out that week. Anyways, we're back on him again this week, of course. Well, we'll give you some of those plays. We got to take a quick break. And when we do, we'll get back and start heading up our DFS plays for you. But let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So we did talk about the fact that, uh, yes, Kevin Harvick, always the free square. <laughs> Cannot go wrong with Kevin Harvick. But as we do every week, we will give you a high-priced suggestion, a mid-tier suggestion, and then, of course, a value suggestion to go along with it. Sometimes you can fit all six of their drivers into a lineup. I think this week you may be able to as well. Uh, it might be difficult, though, because we did both picked a couple of 10K drivers uh, to go up there. So, uh, But sometimes you just want to pick and choose and, uh, and mix and match, and which is highly suggested as well. Yeah, I haven't looked to see if it'll fit yet. But again, we're not giving out the lineups because we don't know all of the practice, we don't know the qualifying, we don't know starting orders, all of the above. My first guy to keep an eye on, though, James Dennis Allen Hamlin. Good old Dennis Allen Hamlin. Uh, I'm big on him this week. Again, he called it out on his podcast. He said, this is the week the 11 car gets hot. I am going to ride that confidence. He led 203 laps here in the fall, meaning you needed to have him. Uh, late pit strategy, or late, just bad, slow pit stop, cost him. He ends up finishing in fifth, uh, was running fourth on the last lap until Ross Chastain, Watermelon, crawled around him, of course. Um, but he finished third here in the spring of 2021. He's got 17 top fives here, five wins. 
He is, as we talked about on the betting show earlier this week, the active leader in laps led and ninth all time in laps led on this track. He has led uh, 2,000. Gosh, I had this and and it just it just went away. I know it's in one of these tabs, but he has led 2,000. Well, I don't I don't have it. It's over 2,000 laps. Uh, I'll come back on that when I find it. But over 2,000 laps, Denny Hamlin has led in his career here. 2,190 to be exact. I knew I had it in here, Rod. Uh, but he, he's obviously knows his way around this track in the front of the field. He has got uh, five wins here already in his career. Hasn't won here since 2015, but I think this is the year that he gets off of that. He is a Virginia guy, right? I think that uh, Richmond is more considered his home track, quote-unquote, but this is still not too far from where he grew up at. Likes to show up and uh, show out when you're in front of your home crowd. Everybody does. Uh, and so Denny Hamlin, and again, he is uh, the fifth highest-priced guy on this uh, board, so you're going to have people trying to squeeze in Byron and Larson at the top. Even Bell, maybe some people are crazy enough to go with Truex ahead of him as well. Uh, but with Byron at 10800 Denny is $700 cheaper, help you out when you get a little bit lower down the field. Um, so, yeah, so I really like him for being where he's at and what he's done just in the most recent race here even um, and where, where I think things are going to go forward from here with Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I can't argue on Denny Hamlin. I, I definitely think that there needs to be at least one, if not several, lineups that you have with Denny Hamlin. It's just that 11 car is a powder keg. I mean, whether or not it goes off this week, it's going to go off. And, you know, I just, I know that he's, when you listen to guys talk, right, and obviously he's now got a platform in which he can actually get out his thoughts it just it gives you a whole different level of, of understanding as to what's going on in that guy's head when he gets in the car. He's he's driving a little more pissed off lately. He's got a lot of things that he's battling. Um, honestly, I, I don't know how much longer he can drive under the stress as far as, you know, does he retire soon just to concentrate on being an owner? I don't know, whatever. But it, it, for, the, for this week alone, uh, I definitely agree with you on Denny Hamlin. I, I just feel like this is going to be a race where you have to have pieces of him uh, somewhere to, to make this right. And we talked about him on the betting show too. And I just, I, I agree with you that this is a good Denny Hamlin week. Um, but it me, I am one of the guys trying to cram William Byron into my lineup. Um, he is averaging 39.2 fantasy points per race this season. Obviously the dude is the class of the field, uh, with his two wins this season. Now look, it's, it's true that he's fallen on hard times and that he has definitely, ever since his two wins, struggled to find any sort of consistency. Uh, but I think we talked a little bit about it, especially in the betting show, where Hendrick has served their their penalties. Hendrick has accepted their fate. They're done fighting. Uh, that cloud is, is not over them as much as it was anymore. So maybe now they can just drive with clearer heads. Uh, again, after a 24th place finish at Richmond, a 13th place finish on Bristol Dirt, not necessarily uh, fantastic days, but here's the thing about William Byron. He's led so he's led 385 laps total this season. 176 in Vegas, 117 in Richmond. Just been able to dominate races. Uh, again, the last couple of weeks of finishes finishes haven't been there, but uh, William Byron definitely has been putting on shows uh, all season long. The last four races for him here. 
a fourth place finish in the spring of 2021, a fifth place finish in the spring of 2020, uh, fall of 2021, rather. He won this race last spring and a seventh place finish in the fall. 221 total laps led, 212 of those were in the spring race here last season. Again, he's just one of the hottest drivers on the circuit right now, and he's cooled off. Maybe he'll stay cooled off, or maybe this is a track in which he'll come and uh, really do great things on once more and kind of reassert himself as that driver to beat. Um, so uh, he's at 10-3 or 10-8, rather. He is the most expensive driver out there. But I think, again, it's for good cause, and I think that there needs to be at least one or two lineups in which William Byron is plastered right there at the top just because if he does go out, if he does lead 200 laps, you don't want to be without him. He's capable of doing it. And if you're missing him on the on your um, your especially your GPP lineups, well, your cash lineups too, for that matter, you're just out of it. Yeah, I mean he is he's a must play this weekend. You're gonna have to find ways to work in William Byron. You hit all the points on the head. I mean, even though he had a, a quote unquote bad day in Richmond, he still led 117 laps. You know, even after starting third and dropping to 24th, he still scored you 49 points. Yeah, probably wasn't the winning score, but still a good day for uh, for what he had. Uh, and if he'd been able to hold on and get a good finish, obviously would have been a much better day. He has been one of the hottest drivers. Uh, they get their crew chiefs back this week as well. The Hendrick Stable does. They've served their penalties. Um, so he'll have his, his normal crew chief back, uh, Rudy Fugel, who he has had a lot of success with over the years. Um, and, and again, yeah, he struggled a little bit the last few weeks, but we've been on some different track types, been without Rudy Fugel as well. So maybe there is something to that. Uh, William Byron, though, he is a favorite for a reason. He's at the top of this price board here for a reason. Uh, so, yeah, cannot fault you at all for playing William Byron. Telling you. Hey, listen, I got to ask you something before we go to break. Without looking, who oh is who is leading the, the uh, I guess, circuit in fantasy points per race this season? Oof. Uh, I mean, you, you, I'm guessing William Byron, the way you teed it up. You'd be wrong, my friend. Ooh. Kevin Harvick, Alex Bowman? No, no. It is no? young no. Martin Truex Jr. Leading oh, my goodness. At 42.4 fantasy points per race. He is the top of the charts in the last few races. He's had 58, 56, wow. 34, 38. Yes, he is leading the the uh, entire field in fantasy points per race. So say what I, you I want. I probably would have had 35 guesses before I got to Martin Truex. Oh, you know, absolutely you would have. <laughs> I, I that's why I'm that's why I had to do that for you because say what you will about Truex. He's at $10,300. I don't know that I'd be mad if you played him. Obviously percentages tell you that he's been the best driver out there. So uh I'm there just There you go. Look, you even have to work in some Martin Truex into your lineups. I I still don't fully trust him enough to cash game him. But Maybe others don't as well, and maybe he won't be a popular play, and maybe he's the secret weapon. You never know. Eh, I'm, I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far. I just wanted to point that out before we completely <laughs> That is, uh, yeah, I had not noticed that. Uh, whew, that is surprising, but uh, hey, numbers don't lie, I guess. Numbers do not lie. Uh, all right, speaking of numbers, we'll give you some lower numbers on drivers when we come back from our break and give you some mid-tier drivers. 
But let's tell you folks out there who are watching us, all of you, I want to say to you, thank you for watching this YouTube channel. It has been a crazy ride so far because taking this show to YouTube, I had to get over every anxiety that I ever had about being on camera this much uh, and this many times in a row. And, and uh, the fact that you guys have just embraced the show on YouTube means the world to both of us. Uh, like I said, this is a move that the SGPN has been trying to make for a while, getting everybody out there on YouTube so uh, the whole entire YouTube audience can be a part of this show as well. So we thank you for the warm welcome. We thank you for all the comments. We thank you for all of the big thumbs up. We thank you for those of you that have clicked the bell to, uh, to be notified of when and if we drop live videos, when we drop uh, recorded videos, and just whatever we do. The fact that you even watch us for however long you watch us is just uh, astounding. So thank you very much for that and continue to do so. Please click that bell, subscribe, like. Uh, you know, my goal is to be the most subscribed channel on the SGPN. Uh, it, you know, I don't know that it'll happen because I know that there's a lot of big guns out there, but uh, each one of you that does it gets us closer to that goal. So if it happens, great. If not, I still love each and every one of you that do it. Cody still loves each and every one of you that do it. Uh, and, and we're having fun with it so far. So we're going to Corey LaJoy our way to the top rod. It might not be the quickest process, but we'll get there. Stack pennies. I'm patient. I, I got, I got all, I got all the time in the world, man. This is, this is what I do now. This is, this is where I live. So I got all damn day to make this happen. I like it. Well, make sure you subscribe, get us a little closer. We appreciate it. Thank you everybody. Uh, Man, the YouTube—it's crazy how how quick it's it's gone up, and yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, am I ever going to to uh, say that we're going to be you know like five million subscribers? No, but I tell you what, I like the small community. I like being able to talk to you guys. I like being able to get to know each and every one of you, and I mean it when I say that I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Like I I know that other shows are like, oh yeah. So thank you so much for blah, blah, blah. But I honestly, I, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I love to be able to interact with you folks. So I feel like if this channel ever got way too big, I'd, I'd probably be uncomfortable because I can't talk to everybody at the same time. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it gets there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a ton of people commenting too, uh, you know, commenting on the videos later. We appreciate that. We try to respond to each one of you as well. Uh, just, just to make sure you know that we appreciate you and we're thankful. So uh, keep it up. Yes, please. Uh, all right. Well, keep it up in our DFS lineups as well. Who, who do you got next? Next up for me, I'm stealing a page from Rod's book. I'm going with Mr. Bread Keslowski. Again, I'm just going to call him Bread forever now. Thanks, Hawaiian Rolls. Uh, I love it. Bread Keslowski. I am huge on Brad this weekend. I talked about him in the betting show. Make sure you go back and listen to that. Find out ways to play him. Uh, things weren't super great in his first season with RFK at this track. 36 in the first race, but improved to 17th in the second race. Uh, again, we saw a continual growth from RFK, and we've seen that coming into this season as well. Uh, in 2021, he did have a 33rd place finish, but also a third place finish. Again, Penske equipment, things were different. But prior to that, nine top fives and 10 races. He's got 16 top five finishes and two wins at this track. Um, so that, that just shows he can get it done at this track. Again, I'm not going to compare Penske these days to what Roush is these days, but he still they've they've shown the improvements. Brad is still in there; he can still get it done. A uh, couple of weeks ago at Richmond, 
He has scored a 10th place finish, had 51.4 points for you. Uh, back at Vegas, a 7th place finish. Um, and his his price has been interesting because he's been all over the board, uh, 8,100, 8,800, 8,300 in some races. He's back down to 7,700 this week, um, up a, just a little bit from 7,600 last week. We're at Bristol Dirt, of all places. He still scored you 42 points. Um, so Brad has had some very good days. You got to throw out, throw out Coda. He, he just is bad from the very start for Brad there. I think he had issues in the first turn, but um, it's been a, a successful season so far for Brad. They're getting things figured out. This is the week he could go off. I gave him out as a winner. I think he's got the ceiling to win. Do I think he goes out and leads a ton of laps? Probably not, but could he lead laps? Absolutely. Could they strategy call into leading some laps? Yes. Does he get a good, strong, solid finish here? I 100% believe in that. Uh, so I love some Brad Keselowski this weekend at $7,700. Well, again, you and I both are big, staunch proponents uh, of Brad Keselowski and DFS lineups. Again, I'm not, I don't know, this this week, I, I know I, I kind of bet against him a little bit in the in the betting episode, but I don't think that he's not going to have a good day. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. I just feel like as, as good as we think that they are, like every time I get excited about Brad, it just seems to disappoint me just a little bit. Not, not, I mean, I'm not like completely out on him, but like if, if he doesn't get his first win this weekend, Rod, he is winning at Talladega. You can write that down right now. We'll revisit a Talladega week. Brad Keselowski will be in victory lane at Talladega. And he, and he has to surrender the name Bread, uh, the nickname Bread. I, I will say, though, I love those pretzel buns from uh, the Hawaiian. Dude, I love everything from Hawaiian Rolls. Those yeah. things are like freaking crack. We buy a bag of those, and they last like half a day in our house because between my daughter and myself mostly, they're just they're disappear. They're so – how do they make bread taste so good? I don't understand. It's Hawaiian, but bro. shout out to Hawaiian Rolls, yeah. whatever they do, whatever they're adding into it. It makes it taste good. Hey, I bought I bought three boxes of of rolls for Easter, thinking that I was going to be able to bring some home. <laughs> oh, that was a horrible choice. Yeah, I I no, don't. There's yeah. no way those do not last. Those don't. There's no leftovers on the rolls. I was pissed. If I'm around for sure. Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I was like, fine, I'll just go buy my own. That's that's the glory of it. Um, yeah, you got to buy your own bag and then hide it so that you can enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily, I was able to save some money like you will on my next driver, and that is Alex Bowman at $8,200. The thing about Alex Bowman is this. Disrespect, Rob. Disrespect. Gosh, yeah. Disrespect. Like you always say, the disrespect on Alex Bowman, $8,200. What a, what a gigantic discount for a guy who's – Six top ten finishes in eight starts on the season. Three top fives. Uh, and, and really, again, it's just been one of the more consistent drivers this season. Had a rough time on Bristol Dirt. And it's well documented his, his bad luck on there. Uh, but, you know, up until then, Daytona, he finished fifth. Fontana, eighth. Vegas, third. Phoenix, he started 18th, finished ninth. Uh, Atlanta, 14th. Austin, third. Richmond, eighth. Of course, like I said, Bristol Dirt bad showing there but at $8,200 he's averaging you 35.1 fantasy points per race that is a pretty good return on investments he got you 35 points a couple of weeks ago 44 32 44 62 38 40 
11.43. Again, all fantastic numbers for Alex Bowman on this track. Believe it or not, he's only made three starts on this track in the 48 car. Remember last season, uh, he had to sit it out uh, the fall races. Noah Gragson had to fill in for him uh, when Alex Bowman couldn't take the track. So that was Noah Gragson's start in the 48. But what has he done on Martinsville in the 48 or in the 48 car rather? Well, he crashed out in the first race. <laughs> he started 20th uh, and crashed out 34th. But he came back the next week. He won the damn thing. Started 13th and won in the fall of uh, of 2021. Came back in the spring of last week of uh, last season. Started 15th, finished 12th. Again, a good solid finishing position, which is what you're after at 8300. You want that uh, that finishing position. Plus, he got you a little extra in the place differential, a couple of points uh, from a, from three places uh, differential. But again, I mean, this is Alex Bowman this year. Alex Bowman last year was not necessarily all that to write home about. Um, but this season, he's actually been so much more consistent, and I feel like he's the overlooked of the four uh, Hendrick drivers for sure right now, right? I mean, obviously, well, with Chase coming back. Overlooked is an understatement. Let's look at the odds, Rod. Chase Elliott has moved to the favorite to win this race at plus 650. Co-tied with William Byron, plus 650. Kyle Larson, plus 700. Those are the top three names on the board. Hendrick Motorsports, Hendrick Motorsports, Hendrick Motorsports. Barstool has dropped him to 28-1 to after the uh, news uh, of Chase Elliott coming back. Apparently, that that dings Bowman down somehow. I'd, that is disrespectful. Uh, again, I, I put it in the Discord, but that's an official play for me. Bet on Alex Bowman at 28 to 1. That is absolutely ridiculous that you have 300 cars as the favorites. And then Bowman, who's been the most consistent of the season, he's not led the most laps. He's not been up front the most. That that obviously goes to Byron and to Larson. And then Elliott obviously has missed six races. But Bowman has been consistent, was the only driver through the first four or five races to finish in the top 10 every week. He's been good. I uh, just, man, it's it's absolutely crazy that he is so far down on the odds board, so far down in price in DFS here. It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, and and this is for us to jump on. And and really, again, this is one of those guys where they're gonna, you know, you're gonna look down the list at eighty two hundred dollars. It's gonna get swallowed up by names like uh, Kyle Busch. It's gonna get swallowed up like uh, uh, these other guys that are in and around his salary range and. You know, you're just going to be like, oh, well, okay, I could either play uh, Bowman or I could play uh, Harvick or I could play Briscoe or, uh, you know, and you just may kind of go around and, and try to figure out a way to play somebody other than him, you know, even a guy like Daniel Suarez. But, you know, I, again, I, I put a lot of faith in Bowman's ability to be able to finish well on this track, given that he won on this track already. Um, you know, maybe that the Bristol dirt race left a sour taste in some people's mouths and... They're off of them in, in GPPs, and this is where you get to pounce on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, again, another guy, and this is something I've been doing more, is looking through salary history. Like, he's only 8200 this week. His salary for the last few weeks, 85, 92, 86, 91, 86, 85. Like, he hasn't been this cheap since the Daytona 500. And again, with, yes, there's been a couple of races, well, really, one race in here where he struggled. It was last week where he only scored one point. But other than that, he's given you solid performances every time, including uh, the 62 points he had at, uh, uh, I think that was Auto Club. But uh, yeah, it just, 
it blows my mind. And the disrespect for him being 28 to one, I don't understand any of the hate for Alex Bowman. I, I get it. Of the Hendrick lineup, he's clearly the fourth guy right now, but he's not that far the fourth guy. Yes, yes, indeed. So I love him at $8,200, and I think you should too. So, um, All right, we're going to step away again, and when we come back, we will give you some of our value drivers to round out your slate, hopefully to fit some of these higher-priced folks in. So uh, we'll do that when we come back after a word from one of my favorite shows on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's Jay Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. There are sets of voices sometimes that just bring joy to your heart. I don't know what it is, but every time I play that promo for those guys, like I just I feel energized again. And I, I love that couple. Two of my favorite people in the entire world outside of you and, of course, my family. But, uh, you know, God, I love them so much. I, gotta, I love their show. Love the fact that they had XFL analysis and, and uh, play-by-play announcer, or actually he's a color commentator, Sam Alcho on the other day. Another guy that's just a big ball of positivity. And, you know, they talked about his book. They talked about all kinds of things, his love for the Bears. And uh, love that show. Yeah, if you can look past the fact that they're Iowa Hawkeye fans, which... <laughs> Is hard to do. It is a great show. They're wonderful people. I love them. Uh, they they do a good job. They work so well together. Uh, and yeah, that was an amazing interview. Uh, definitely go check that out. They've got their own feed now, old fashioned football. Type that into your your favorite podcast feed, and uh, yeah, you'll find them, and uh, you won't regret it. You will not. Uh, speaking of things you won't regret. Oh, that's funny. I love that you just put that in there. We got value drivers for you. Yeah, uh, uh, taking taking a page out of the Corey LaJoy book. He always calls him Tyrone Gibbs. <laughs> so uh, in the doc, I wrote Tyrone Gibbs, 6,900. Nice. Because, of course, that is nice. Ty Gibbs checks in at the very nice price of 6,900. Again, uh, not to beat a dead horse, but a guy that I just cannot stop playing if things are working, there's no reason to, to vary from them, right? He has been consistent. He's got four top 10 finishes in a row on a super speedway, on a road course, on a shorter track oval, on a dirt race. It doesn't matter. He's been good everywhere lately. Uh, and really, this whole season, he's had some very solid days. So Ty Gibbs did make his first start here in uh, the Cup Series in the fall, he finished in 19th place, which a solid day for him still being, you know, his first time in the Cup Series. We talked about that on the betting episodes, how it's hard to translate from the other series into the Cup Series on this type of track with everything being so different. The braking package is different. The shifting is completely different from the Xfinity cars. A lot of stuff doesn't translate, although he does have a good history here in the Xfinity Series as well. Won the race in the fall, eighth place in the spring. In his third career start back in 2021, he finished in fourth. Uh, in the last four races, though, he has finished, 
like I said, in the top 10. And each of them, he has finished well, much better than where he started. Um, so you go back four races ago, starts in 35th, finishes ninth. The next week at Coda, it was 17th to ninth, 14th to ninth at Richmond, 23rd to 10th last week at the Bristol Dirt. So he's been qualifying so-so, but, uh, well, and some of those were set by the metric as well, so not necessarily his fault, but uh, he has been getting the results. And again, he is just doing a good job of staying out of trouble. They're not talking about him on the broadcast, which is the best thing for a rookie. He is is not not getting in trouble, staying out of the way, and just cranking away at those good, solid finishes. Again, you want to talk about the favorites board like we did with Hendrick. Well, let's take a look at those guys once you get past those three Hendrick cars. Uh, tied with Kyle Larson at 700 is Denny Hamlin, and then tied with him as well as Martin Truex at 700, and tied with them as well as Christopher Bell at 700. The next three cars are all three Joe Gibbs cars. So it's 300 cars, three Joe Gibbs cars. Again, yes, Ty is the fourth of the Gibbs cars currently, but he's not that far off. Again, sort of like an Alex Bowman, maybe not quite to the level just yet, but he's getting those solid finishes. Uh, and again, you're dipping all the way down to 6,900 here. Uh, and again, I wrote this in my article this week, but you're going to look back in five years and you're going to say, can you believe the days we got Ty Gibbs at 6,900? He is going to be at the top of the board every week. He's going to be a contender to win each and every week, like his teammates are, like these Hendrick guys are. The talent is there, and we're starting to see it. And once he breaks through, kiss these cheap prices goodbye. Take advantage of it now while you can. He's, I think he, I didn't think so before the season. I think that Ty Gibbs wins a race this year, Rod. That was hard for me to say, but I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to believe I'm going to be betting on him to win races in the very near future. Take advantage while it's cheap. Uh, and again, he's just been so consistent lately um, that I absolutely love it. Yeah, and you can't, you just can't refute the numbers and the, the top 10 finishes, the way he's been able to pick this up quickly. You know, it just, uh, it, it seems like we were talking about at the end of last season, how is this going to be a transition? How much are we going to see him struggle this season to catch up? And I mean, it, you know, it was a, it was like, it took him a quick second to get his legs. And now it just feels like he's, he's really starting to feel it. And, you know, maybe, maybe a track like Martinsville brings him back down to earth. Maybe it's a track that brings him up. Uh, who knows? Uh, I just yeah. feel like, well, and another thing too, I mean, he filled in for Kurt Busch for all those races. So even though we're only eight races into his rookie season, he's got 23 starts under his belt over the last 24 NASCAR, like, cause he missed the Homestead race after his father passed away. But other than that, like he has started the last, however many NASCAR races. So, uh, he's, even though it is as early in his rookie season, he's getting to the point where he's almost got that full season. He's got two thirds of a season of experience under his belt of getting comfortable. And that is starting to shine in, there is so much talent in Ty Gibbs. He is going to be a Cup Series champion, likely a multiple-time Cup Series champion. Uh, he's going to be a great driver, and it's starting. you're starting to just see, right? It's starting to surface a little bit, and once it does, it's there's going to be no mistaking it. Yeah, you can't give a guy like him any sort of confidence whatsoever because look out. The rest of the field needs to look out. Um, all right, we talked about uh, a little bit about the fact that Cody Ware obviously not going to be in that 51 
this week. Zane Smith will be in this. He is listed at $5,800 on this. I'm willing to take a stab on Zane Smith. At this cheap of a price, I mean, I, I know that we always talk about, oh, you know, Cody Ware always being down at this price and not wanting him. But you look at the guys around him. I I really toyed with the idea of Ricky Stenhouse. But then I was like, wait a minute. I mean, obviously the last couple of weeks have been something for Ricky Stenhouse. It, it's been 58 points at the Food City Dirt Race. He finished fourth in that calamity. But that was, you know, a good pit strategy and a, a lot of uh, luck in that department. But in Richmond, he had minus 21 points, uh, 48 at Coda, not bad there, 40 at Atlanta. So, I mean, again, he's had some solid finishes, but I, I think his luck's about to run out. I'm not, I'm not game on that. Then you got Burton, Gilliland, Gragson. Gragson, poor guy, poor guy. He has not been having a, a Gibbs type of a season in that legacy motorsports. Then, of course, you got Ty Dillon, who Cody won't touch with a 10-foot pole. Uh, LaJoy not on this track, Yaley, Alfredo. So I'm willing to take a stab at Zane Smith at $5,800. In the two races that he's had here, he hasn't lost your points. And we talk a lot about the fact that sometimes you want these backmarker guys to just not lose you points. Uh, he got you 13 points in, in the first race that he was in this season and 37 points even in Daytona uh, when he was racing in Daytona. Now, Cody's going to tell me this is a Rick Ware car. I understand. But sometimes drivers can transcend the equipment that they're in, and I feel like Zane Smith is one of those guys that can probably drive this car a little bit better than most. Um, in the two races that he's been in, though, in the in the series, like I said, at Daytona, he finished 13th. At, finished, uh, at Phoenix, he finished 31st, but he also uh, started 34th in that and 17th in that. So he hasn't lost places, and he hasn't necessarily gotten you negative points. In the truck series... He has been fantastic on Martinsville in three races that he's put up. Third place in 2020 in the in the first race or the final race of 2020. He won in the 2020 run race and then he came in ninth after starting on the pole in uh, in the 2022 race. So he knows how to get around this track. Uh, just again, the thing for him is to be able to keep himself clean. And if he starts in the 30s. At least find him find his way up into the twenties, or at the very least, get some couple of fast laps being back there, maybe on new tires or whatever. Or maybe they strategy his way into a good solid twentieth place finish from a thirty first place start. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just want Zane Smith to do good, and I'm willing to take a gamble on him, especially in tournaments where I'm trying to find a, a, a way to be different from some of these chalky plays at fifty eight hundred. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're getting down to the bottom of the barrel. I was afraid you were going to go with Harrison Burton, so luckily we <laughs> dodged a bullet there. Rod only brought him up once this week. Yes, I did. Saved the rest of you, thankfully. Uh, but no, he he's not a bad play at all. He he is going to be much better than Cody Ware was in this equipment. Zane Smith, we know what kind of a driver he is. There are a lot of limitations on a Rick Ware type of car. There's only so much he can do in it, but I think he can have a solid day. We saw him have an extremely good day last season when he was, you know, a late last second start. Brad Keselowski, I think he had tested positive for COVID, was it? Uh, he jumped in that six car on short notice, first career start in the Cup Series, first career start in the next gen car, had a great day. I, I will say it is going to be his first Cup Series start at Martinsville, which I haven't talked highly about, but uh, for where you're getting him and for the price he's at 
and what you're expecting from him. You're not expecting much. Um, and I think that we're going to talk probably a lot about him when we get into the truck series stuff. Uh, and so I, I do think that, that again, for some of these guys that he's around, Harrison Burton, no thanks. Noah Gregson, no thanks. Ty Dillon, absolutely never, no. J.J. Yaley, absolutely not. Uh, Anthony Alfredo, no thanks. Uh, guys like Gilliland, you can make a case for. Guys like Stenhouse, but then you're starting to get more expensive. Uh, so really on the cheap side, he is one of the guys that I would much rather. He'll, I'll at least consider him or some of these other guys I'm going to save at the top because I don't even want to play a Ty Dillon or a J.J. Yaley type of driver. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, all I really want him to do is to not wreck. Like, I want him to be able to to not lose me any points, to get me a decent enough finishing position to where it returns at least four to five times on what I paid for him. Because ultimately, I feel like that that could lift up your um what what you're paying for him, uh, lift up that lineup for you. So that that's all I want yeah. out of him. Like, and another thing too is is the hopefully the way that he is approaching this opportunity is. He's not racing too hard. He's not trying to push things too hard. That shouldn't be, in my opinion, what this time in this Rick Ware car, however many weeks it it may be, or whether he runs most of the season other than the races he's in the front row. I don't I don't know that they've announced plans for if he's going to be in this ride for a while. We don't know where the Cody Ware situation is or where it's going necessarily. So we'll have to see. But from my side, my point of view, this is the perfect opportunity for him to focus run good laps, hit your marks each lap, just run a clean, solid race. And sometimes that might be better than a guy that's trying to push it too much or or taking chances he shouldn't take. And, and so I think that that can give you a solid day from Zane Smith by him just going out there, running his own race, not worrying about anybody else, and just having a nice, solid day for you. And he'll benefit from a Friday night truck race on this as well. Not that it translates to the to the car very much, but look, We've all we've all been on roads that we've been on several times before, right? And he's going to have several laps, 150 of them in the truck race to to just see the sights of the Martinsville Speedway. Maybe that'll calm him down a little bit in the Cup car to be able to go run out a clean race on Sunday as well. All right, get your pen and paper out. We're going to go over these DFS uh, suggestions for you for your card for the NoCo 400. At Martinsville, Cody started you out with Denny Hamlin at $10,100. I gave you the most expensive guy, William Byron, at $10,800. Cody gave you Brad Keselowski at $7,700. I gave you Alex Bowman at $8,200. Cody Zeeb gave you Tyrone Gibbs at $6,900. Nice, and I gave you Zane Smith at $5,800. So, uh, again, hopefully you can find what you need out of those suggestions. Hopefully you can mix and match to your heart's content and uh, and put Harrison Burton in there for just good measure. Um, I'll tell you, it's, it's fine. You guys can laugh, but at $5,700. If you, if you want a different play, that's probably going to be a lot different. It's different. It'll be different for everybody. So uh, laugh it up, Fuzzball. He wasn't my official... Uh, guy, but I will I will throw him in there at fifty seven hundred dollars. Rod's gonna have a hell of a day on on uh, Monday if uh, if he scores that top ten finish for you. I'll take I'll man, listen, I'll victory lap the hell out hey, of everything. I will, and I will celebrate right here with you. Yeah, <laughs> laugh at myself. Uh, I love it. Uh, all right, Cody. Well, let's wrap this up, man, for the week, everybody. This is uh, this is the last episode of the week, but we've had so much fun breaking down Martinsville for you guys. Hopefully, you're uh, you're consuming this. 
as necessary and, and you got what you need out of all week long. Um, we'll be back again on Monday to recap everything. Unfortunately, no live show again this week. Uh, I will be out of town most of Sunday. In fact, I probably won't even be home until like midnight. So uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a long day for me. But uh, we'll be back on Monday, fired up, ready to recap a Martinsville weekend. But in the meantime, Cody, leave everybody where they can find you in the meantime between now and uh, race time. When the Army calls, Rod must go, and uh, that's that's where he's at this weekend. So we'll forgive you this time, but uh, we'll have our recap show on Monday. Check me out on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, got some USFL stuff over there. Got some NFL stuff coming soon. I was on Eric's uh, Betting Spaces Twitter show this week. Check that out. I was on the back road on In Between Media's YouTube this week. It has been a busy week full of a lot of shows. I've had a lot of fun. I'm super excited to go win some money at Martinsville. Friday night truck racing coming up here soon. I love it. Cannot wait. Uh, Going to be a fun weekend, Rod. And, uh, yeah, let's let's go race and let's win some money. Yes, sir. You could tell, though, that it's getting close because I had to cut my hair. That was, uh, for those of you on YouTube, probably wonder where my hair went. Well, that's... Uh, I, think I've, I think I've clean shaved about twice since I got out. It's so nice. <laughs> I, hey, listen. I got my retirement papers this week, so uh, I, I'm yes, getting closer. Uh, this is you're getting there, buddy. Good, everybody. You, you've that's almost you've almost outlasted. So. I was going to say, former military members know exactly how that feels to uh, to get those papers. So it's close. <laughs> uh, anyways, before I retire from anything, I'm still with you. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media. Cody's filling in for me, but of course, I'm on there every other week as well. So. We'll have some fun. Let's have some fun weekend. Short track racing, bumping, banging, angry folks. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Ding.